So we've been talking about the life of Jesus Christ and the ministry of Jesus Christ. And Jesus is God who came to earth as a man. And he has lived an incredible life thus far as we've been exploring this life in the Gospels of Jesus Christ. Could you guys raise your hands and tell me, what are some of the things that we have seen Jesus do, some of the miracles we've seen Jesus do thus far? Uh, yes, ma'am? He fed 4,000 people with just a couple loaves of bread and some fish. What else did he do? Yes, sir? Yeah, people were dead, and he's like, get up. And they're like, mm-hmm, what, huh? They woke up from the dead. Uh, yes, yes, sir? In the back? Turn water into wine, correct? What? Yeah, people had this like nasty, flesh-eating disease, and he's like, no, you don't. And it's gone immediately. Yes, ma'am? Walked on water, pretty cool one. Uh, Any more? Yes, sir? Yeah, there's a storm going on, and he was trying to sleep in the boat, and the disciples are like, we're going to die. And he goes, no, we're not. And he goes, shut up. And the waves are like, yes, sir. And they stop, and they just calm down. We'll take one more Ooh, there's three of you. Who do I pick? How oh, four of you. Uh, you, yes. Yes, the dude was blind. He's like, I can't see. The lights are off. And he's like, cool. Boom, lights are back on. So we saw Jesus do some incredible miracles thus far. And as this is happening, word is spreading about Jesus. But back then, you couldn't uh, just create, you know, Jesus didn't have like a, you know, Twitter account. And he's like, come and follow me on Twitter. <laughs> he didn't have that. didn't have Instagram. You couldn't, you know, record like, oh, dude, I'm going to Instagram live this uh, right now. This guy's getting healed from leprosy. Can't happen like that. They didn't have CNN to report. Uh, local news outlets are reporting that a uh, man healed people from the dead. That didn't happen. So what do they do? They spoke. Yeah, it's called words. It's the weirdest thing. They would just tell people with their mouths what happened. Yeah, it was the weirdest thing. So uh, back then, word began to spread about Jesus. And people began to get an image in their heads as to what Jesus was like. And word began to travel. And so in chapter 16, in verse 13, Jesus and his disciples have a discussion of what people are saying about Jesus. About what people are thinking he is, or who he is, I should say, rather. So let's read here Matthew chapter 16, verse 12. It says this. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do the people say the Son of Man is? Pause there for a second. When he says Son of Man, he's referring to himself. So he's basically saying, Hey, who do people say that I am? Let's keep going. They replied, Some say John the Baptist. Others say Elijah. And others still say Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked. Who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon of Jonah, for this is not revealed to you by man, but by my Father in heaven. Pause there for a second. So Jesus asked his disciples, he goes, Okay, people are talking about me. They're asking, you know, who, I, who, who are people saying that I am? And so the people, or the disciples, answer him. Well, they go, well, some of them think that you're an old prophet from the Old Testament, and you've come back to life, and you're walking the earth again. Some people are like, maybe he's Elijah or Jeremiah. Some people think you're just a new prophet, and you're speaking God's word. Some people think you're John the Baptist, who at this point in the story had actually been killed. You're John the Baptist, who's been brought back to life, and been like reincarnated. And Jesus is like, okay, that's some weird thoughts. But who do you think that I am? 
He's putting it on the disciples. And I want us to understand that back then, there were a lot of different rumors or thoughts as to who Jesus was. They perceived or imagined Jesus to be a certain way or to be even a certain person. Imagine with me, if you will, that you were back in this time. And you've been hearing these rumors about this Jesus, how Jesus had walked. Did you guys hear that? Walked on the water. Did you guys hear that reverberating? It seemed like it was going to scare me. Anyway, uh, Jesus had been walking on the water, healed sick people, healed people that were dead, and you heard about this. And then imagine you're just chilling at home, chilling in your house, doing whatever they did back then. I wonder what they did for fun back then. I don't know, played outside, drew in the dirt, I don't know. But they're hanging out at the house. And imagine all of a sudden the door bursts open, boom, and it's your little brother. And he goes, you're not going to believe this. And I go, what? And he goes, you know that guy, Jesus, who, who walked on the water? Yeah. The guy, Jesus, who like, healed people that were sick? Yeah. The guy who healed people from the dead? Uh, yeah. Get to the point, bro. Uh, he's here. He's in the town square. And you're like, out the door. And you head there with your brother. And you're like, whoa, where is he? Where is he? Looking around, looking around. And you're waiting to see this guy you've been hearing about so much. And you're like, looking around for him. Like, where is he? Where is he? And behind you, you hear somebody go, hey, I'm, I'm actually Jesus. And you turn around and you see him. Now, I want you to close your eyes. Everybody close your eyes for just a second. I want you to imagine in your head what you see. What does Jesus look like in your head? Quietly. Don't imagine aloud. All right, open your eyes. So I'm going to give you what we think Jesus looked like. And I want to see if he matches the Jesus you were just imagining in your head when you saw him, okay? The average Jewish man at this time in history uh, was about five foot two. So we don't know exactly how tall Jesus was, but we're estimating he's probably about five foot two. Some of you are like, that's short. Like, what? It's not that tall at all for a guy. A full-grown man, five foot two? Some of you are like, sixth grade girls are like, I'm about that tall. I mean, I got that. I got Jesus on high. I'd be like, hey, Jesus, what's up? I'd be looking down on him. Some of you eighth grade boys are like, hey, Jesus. You'd be looking down at him, right? Now picture this. Some of you close your eyes and you picture what it looked like. Maybe his, his skin. I want you guys to understand that uh, he was Jewish. Probably had more olive-colored skin. Looked a little more Middle Eastern than probably we do or I do. I'm pretty white. So, you know, he probably looked a little bit more Middle Eastern. Okay, some of you maybe imagine with a beard. That was pretty accurate for a minute at the time, so he probably had some facial hair. But I also think it's interesting, the Bible notes, that it says that he was nothing unique to look at. The Bible says that he was not beautiful. Because how many of you have seen the movie The Son of God? Anybody seen that movie? Okay, it was, or like the Bible TV show. Okay, so there was, there was a movie that came out, and I watched it, and it had Jesus and he was like supermodel Jesus. He had like this perfectly coiffed hair. And he like flipped it. And it was just like. <laughs> Jesus like, hello. I'm here to heal all your sick people. He was like flipping his hair. Looked like a, like a Fabio guy. Or like, some, you know, just had like a shampoo commercial. Like Jesus, the essence of suave. I don't know. Okay? And, and his beard was like perfectly trimmed and combed. He was like beautiful. And he was like this really you know, attractive actor. And he goes, I'm here to heal all the sick. And he looked just like, and I'm thinking like, the Bible says he looks pretty normal. People don't look like that normally. Okay? People, you know, their hair is out of place a little bit. Like, like they just woke up. So the Bible says that he wasn't that attractive. There was nothing about him to appeal to us. So on top of all that, 
Jesus, for three years, didn't have a home. Jesus was homeless. Do you think his beard was perfectly kept and trimmed and cut? Probably not. It was a little scraggly, probably. You know, his hair, he probably had... I truly believe that Jesus had bad hair days. Because we're all human, and we have bad hair days. Some of you are like, no, I don't. I'm like, yeah, you do. You do right now, okay? Sticking up in the back. But Jesus, at the time, he didn't have perfectly coiffed hair. He's normal. And I say all this because I want you to understand that, that Jesus was different than we might even perceive or imagine him to be. And so you see that Jesus in the town square with your brother, and you might think to yourself, huh, you know, you're, you're not what I imagined or expected you to be like. You're a little different than I anticipated you to be like. You ever had that happen where somebody describes someone to you? Maybe a teacher? And like, oh, you have Miss Askew? Oh, she was super old, super smelly, super mean. And she, they just describe Miss Askew to you. And then you get to class. And you're like, oh, we must have a sub today. And she goes, oh, I'm Miss Askew. And you're like, oh, you're really nice looking. And you're polite. And you don't look super old. And you don't smell that bad. I don't understand. And so what they told you, though, doesn't match up to what is actually the truth. But even though you believed in your head, Miss Askew is old and mean and smells bad. Just because you think that in your head doesn't mean that's actually how she is. And just because somebody thinks something about you doesn't make it true. Maybe if you talk to someone on the phone but you never met them and then you meet them and they're like, oh, wow. And you're like, what? Well, your voice, you look a lot different than your voice. Sorry? Like, this is my voice? This is my face? It's been my face forever? I should have looked at this hand because this is the one with the watch. I went... But this is the... Anyway, moving on. Sorry, I got distracted. (coughs) But what we need to understand is, just because we perceive someone to be a certain way doesn't mean that's the way they are. But I want us to understand the same is with Jesus. You see, back then, the way they perceived Jesus was this. They thought that Jesus would come to earth, or God, I should say, would come to earth, and he would act a certain way. Some of the people thought that he would be super... Uh, he would hang in certain circles of a bunch of religious people, that he would always be in churches, that he would not affiliate with people that were sinners, and that he would only hang with those who were in church a lot, knew the Bible a lot. But that's actually not what Jesus did. Jesus did hang in church, and he did hang with those who knew the law and the Word of God, but he also would hang with people who were once drunks. He'd hang with people that were considered sinners by the entire town. He'd go into the houses of Gentiles and people that weren't Jewish, and people were confused. Wait, 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 if you're God, why are you acting this way? I'm confused. That's not how I expected you to act. Or, if you're God, why do you look the way that you do? You're dressed in normal clothing. I mean, you're just wearing, like, standard, s- standard sandals. I mean, Jesus, what are those? Like, what are you wearing? Like, actually, they're just normal sandals. I thought you were like God. Wouldn't you have, like, some sort of... Air, 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 Jordans? Like, you know, high up in the clouds, like something special? What what is this? And you look at him, and you might anticipate him to have an army behind him, or for him to be riding a chariot. But he's just walking, and he's just with his disciples. It's not what you expected. Maybe you have an expectation of to, you know, the, the way that he would be. Maybe some of you think Jesus is super serious. Like, all the time, super serious. 
I'm talking about the word of God, the preaching here. He talks in a small voice like this. And he's always serious, never laughing. Nothing's funny to him. God has a sense of humor, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, he has a sense of humor. You, you want to know how I know he has a sense of humor? Okay. He created my little brothers. They're weird, okay? And they look weird. And when God made them, he's like, oh, look at this guy. I'm going to give him a huge head. I mean, he made them, okay? God made these things called naked mole rats. Go home, Google them when you get home, okay? They look ridiculous. God made that. He's going to be like, hey, angels, check this out. I'm going to create something. And you're like, why doesn't it have any fur? Because it's a naked mole rat. <laughs> I think God did stuff like that. Or God's like, I'm going to create something called a platypus, and it's going to look really weird. It's going to have a beak like a duck, but it's not going to be a duck, and it's just going to be awkward. And it's going to walk around. Penguins. God made penguins. They're like top-heavy birds that don't fly. They just... God made them that way, and they're awesome. You know what God also made? Laughter. People laugh, and people laugh funny. Some people do the silent laugh where they're, like, suffocating, like... And you're like, are you choking? Are you, I can't tell. And some of them, some people do like the donkey laugh, like the, and they're like gasping for breath. Some of you are doing it right now. But it's, it's so funny. Think about that. God made us laugh. And also the Bible tells us that once Jesus was accused of being too joyful and too gleeful, and people are like, shouldn't you be more serious, Jesus? You and your disciples, they're just always partying. They're just always having fun. What's that about Jesus. And kids would come to Jesus all the time. Kids don't like it when you're super serious all the time. Little babies? Yeah, if you're holding a little baby and you're just super serious all the time. Kids not going to laugh. What do kids love? Boop! <laughs> they love when you laugh. So when kids would come running to Jesus, it's because I think he was joyful. But at the same time where he was joyful, he was also sorrowful and serious at times. He was both. So to say Jesus was just joyful would be wrong, but to say that he was just sorrowful would be wrong. He's both in one together. Jesus was humble. We saw this throughout the Bible, how he would go to his disciples and he'd wash their feet. And if you think about it, back then they wore sandals and they walked everywhere in the dirt and they didn't shower consistently. Feet must have been pretty rough looking. But he washed their feet and served them. And he dressed humbly and he lived humbly. But I don't want us to mistake that for thinking that he's weak. There's some false perception where people think, oh, Jesus just, you know those like Sunday school pictures where they have Jesus holding a lamb? I don't know why, because who holds a lamb? Like he walks around like, hey, what's up? This is Frank. He's my lamb. No one does that, okay? But apparently Jesus does in all the pictures. So he's walking on the lamb. He's just so soft-spoken. And he's so quiet. And that's who Jesus is. You know, he's just real soft-spoken. He's got his perfect hair, perfect beard, and his blue eyes. We don't think he had blue eyes. And he's like really white. And it's like, you're not white, Jesus? What? And so you see these pictures, and people give us a perception of who Jesus was. But Jesus wasn't just calm. He was powerful. He was powerful. Jesus stood up to oceans and is like, yo, shut up. And they got quiet. Jesus was so powerful that at one point, these guards come to arrest him, and they're making sure they have the right guy, and they go, are you Jesus? Who are you? And he goes, I am Jesus. I am Jesus. And at him saying, I am, they literally all shake and fall to the ground. 
And they stand back up like, whoa, what was that? Like, literally, his name had so much power, we fell to the ground. And they go, are you Jesus, the one we're looking for? And he goes, I am. And they, boom, fall to the ground. His name is so powerful that at his name, they fall over. That would be really inconvenient if you're in real life. You know, hi, my name is Barrett. Boom, people fall to the ground. Oh, wait, I'm sorry, I got a concussion. What was that? My name is Barrett. Boom, and they hit the ground again. Jesus was so powerful that his name could do that. And in his name, his disciples did many things. Jesus was both calm and at times excited and joyous, at times sorrowful. He was, he was at times humble, and yet he was powerful. And at times, at times, he was tender and compassionate towards others. And at times, he was wrathful and angry towards sin. Jesus, at one point, would look at somebody who had committed a sin, and he would say to them, hey, your sins are forgiven. Go on and live in peace. Remember when we talked about the woman that was caught in adultery, and everybody wanted to kill her, and Jesus is like, no. No, if you've never sinned before, go ahead and kill her. But everyone realized that they had sinned, and they walked on. And Jesus says, look, go now. Your sins are forgiven. So Jesus is gracious, but his grace is extended to those who will accept it. Jesus was also, though, wrathful against those who used their power to hurt others. There's one point in the Bible where Jesus gets a cord of whips and he goes into the temple. And people at the temple have been taking advantage of it. What they had been doing was they would charge people money to come into church. Literally, that's messed up. Imagine if you're coming into church, I'm like, $5, please. Uh, yeah, $5 to come to church. You know what? It's 10 because you looked at me wrong. And then imagine if we charged you like, a, you know, like, ridiculous amounts to come in here and it's like, oh, are you worshiping? It's actually going to be extra if you sing. I'm sorry. If you raise your hands, it's a $5 fee. You got to pay up for that, okay? And if you're going to take notes and borrow a Bible, that's actually extra money too. And on top of all that, we actually don't take uh, dollars. We take uh, church dollars and each church dollar is $10. And you're like, what? That's what they were doing back then. They were literally using church just to make a bunch of money. That's the purpose of it, not to talk about God or worship Him. And so what I want us to understand is Jesus walked into the temple and he was furious that his house wasn't about God anymore. It was about making money. So he went up to the people that were selling a bunch of items or the people that were using it to make profit. And he took their tables and he began to flip their tables. He took his whip and Jesus hit the whip. We all know. Now it says in the Bible, Jesus hit the whip. Maybe a different whip than you think. But he hit the whip, okay? And he, everybody began to run and he cast everybody out. Now, if Jesus had been really quiet and soft about it, do you think people would have run? Do you think if he walked up to a table and he goes, oh, sorry, oh, I'm so sorry, I tipped your table over, okay. Hey, could you please leave? I have a whip. Could you please leave? No, okay? People would be like, no, sir, can you pick up my stuff? Like, you just tumped everything on the ground. But if somebody walks in, they're like, boom, what's up? Whack! Hitting people with whips, people would scram. I'd be at a church and be like, peace, going home. I'd be out, Okay? But Jesus, again, there's a balance here. He is a balanced individual. In one moment, he's peaceful. In another moment, he's angry at the right things. So I want us to understand that there's a full view of God that we should have, a full view of Jesus. We can't just look at him through a keyhole. We can't just take what other people say about him. We have to know him for ourselves. And the way that we know him is by learning about him in the Bible. 
don't just take my word for it, guys. I, I want you to know Jesus in your own way. I want you to have a relationship with Jesus. I want you to read about the life that he lived, the way that he loved, that you can know who God is because Jesus came to earth to die for our sins and also that we might know what God is like. Because Jesus says, look, if you want to get to the Father, if you want to know what he is like, you want to know what's important to him, the things that he thinks about, the things that he loves, the things that he hates, come to me. Look at the things that I love. Look at the things that I hate. Because he hates evil. He hates sin. And he loves all. He has mercy for anyone who would be willing to accept it. If we want to know what God is like, look to Jesus and see the life that he lived. So, Jesus asked his disciples, so, okay, that's what people think. That's how they expect me to act. That's what they're like. they think I'm like. But who do you say I am? What do you think that I'm like? And Peter answers. And I love Peter because he speaks sometimes without thinking. Like, I love when he just acts and doesn't think. He acts and then he thinks. When he's in the boat with some other disciples and there's a big storm going on, Jesus is one time walking to them on the water, which is awesome. And Peter sees him and goes, Hey, is that really you, Jesus? And he goes, if it's really you, Jesus, tell me to walk out to you on the water. And Jesus is like, okay, walk out to me on the water. And Peter's like, oh, shoot. Uh, oh, no, that was stupid. Why did I say that? And he walks out on the water, though. And that's a great story. Or another time when Jesus is being arrested by a bunch of guards, Peter's like, oh, what do I do? What do I do? Sword. Ha-ha! And he cuts the guy's ear off. You have to be so bad with a sword to cut someone's ear off. Like, how do you miss their whole body and you hit their ear? How is that even? I mean, if you're coming down, you're going to hit the shoulder, right? Or something more than just, how does that even? i got to do a Mythbusters on that and figure out how that's even possible. I don't even understand the physics. I'm sorry, I'll figure it out later. If you have a theory on that, come up to me afterwards. Anyway, moving on. He cuts off a guy's ear because he's just like, oh, Jesus, attacked. Uh, me attack. Hmm, bad, Peter. Cut off ear, no good, Peter. Sort of way. And he, he thinks after he acts. But in this moment, he thinks, and he goes with his heart. And he acts without thinking. And I think he's just out of reaction of his heart. He responds, and he goes, You, Jesus, you are the Christ. You're the Messiah. You're the one God promised would come to earth. You are the Son of the living God. Beautiful is that. He says, Jesus, I know what everybody else thinks about you. But I know you. I know you myself. And I've seen the life that you've lived. And I see the way that you live. And I see the power that you have. And I know who you are to me. You are the Son of God. And I believe in you. Jesus praises him. And he says, wow, you said the right thing. I think God revealed that to you. And Peter has this moment where he has to drown out what everybody else thinks about Jesus and go, but what, what do I think about Jesus based on what I've seen, based on what I've heard? What do I think about Jesus? I want to ask you guys, what do, what do you think about Jesus? Not what does your parents think about Jesus. Not what does your pastor think about Jesus. Not what, what does your friend next to you think about Jesus. What do you think about Jesus? What do you think about the way that he lived and the life that he lived. What do you think about when you imagine him in your head? 
Is he someone that you know, that you talk to? Or is he just a character in a story? Who is Jesus to you? Who is he to you? Close your eyes and hear me. I want you to picture Jesus again in your heads. And for just, just for a second, I just want you to talk to him. Just talk to him. Whatever comes to your mind, speak in your heart, in your mind, just, just talk to him. Just a second. Say what's on your mind right now. You can say, Jesus, this is weird. This sermon's awkward. Or you can say, hey, God, like, you know, I just, I just want to talk to you about this, this thing I'm going through. It's hard. Just talk to him for just a second. Close your eyes and just, just talk to him. All right, open your eyes. When you close your eyes and you talk to him, I want to ask you, what, was it hard? Was it easy? Was it something you're used to doing or was it something you really haven't done before? Was it awkward? Was it normal? What was it like? Was it hard to imagine or hard to do? Was it not? I say all that because I want you guys to understand something. Who you think Jesus is will influence the life that you live. If he's just a character and a story to you, it won't influence the life that you live. But if he is a person, if he is the son of the living God, you will live a different life. You'll live realizing, wow, there's a God and he's my friend and he's my savior and he loves me. He is merciful and yet wrathful. He is humble yet powerful. He is solemn and serious, but at the same time, he's laughter and he's joy. He's all these things together in one. And he calls me his friend. And he's my savior and my God. If you believe that about him, it will influence the way that you live your life. Because some people think that Jesus is just a good teacher. He's just a wise guy. He lived a bunch a long time ago. I had a philosophy class where the teacher thought Jesus was just that. He goes, well, Jesus is just, you know, he's a great philosopher. He had some good points. Loving his enemies, that's a good thing. I believe people should do that. And I like Jesus' teachings, but I, I just don't believe that he was God. And there's an answer to that. And a man named C.S. Lewis had an answer for that. And he's, listen, Jesus could not have just been a good teacher, but not God. He's either one of three things. He's either a lunatic, a liar, or he's Lord. He is God. He's either a lunatic, a liar, or he's God. Let me explain. Either, if somebody says to you, hey, uh, I'm God, there's three possibilities. One, they're insane. You should run away because they think they're actually God. And there have been people who have said before, I am Jesus, come back from the dead and reincarnated. And I'm like, you ain't walking on water, dude, you ain't Jesus. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, until I, until I see some uh, evidence here, I, I'm not buying that. And people are literally mentally insane and they think that they are God. Some people just lie. They know they're not God, but they tell people, I am God. And they're just lying. They're just making it up. And they're just trying to deceive people for their own reasons. Or, he actually is who he says he was. He's God. Because you can't just be a good person, a good teacher, and tell people, hey, by the way, I'm God. Because either you're insane, and you're literally insane, 
or you're lying to people, or you actually are God. And there's a point in the, a passage in the Bible where people pick up rocks to kill Jesus, and, the, and he goes, why are you trying to kill me? And they go, because you're claiming to be God. And it's awkward because he's like, but I am. <laughs> you're, you're telling me that I'm claiming to be Jesus or God, and that's wrong, but I actually am telling the truth. So what am I doing wrong? It's not wrong of me to claim. It's like if I'm being arrested for fraud, and like, you're impersonating Barrett Phillips. And I go, but I am Barrett Phillips. And they're putting me in the squad car. I'm like, I'm actually Barrett. It's all my license. I had the face. Look, it's Barrett. It's me, okay? But if you tell people that you're Barrett Phillips and you're not, you're either lying, you're insane, and actually think that you're Barrett, or in other cases, you could be Barrett and telling the truth. It's possible. But you can't be just as Jesus was saying. He couldn't have just been a good teacher. He said wise things. Now I say all that to say this. I, I, I want you guys to know Jesus on a personal level. I want you to know him for yourself, for who he is. But don't just imagine in your head what he's like. Read in the Bible what he's like. Because just because you perceive Jesus to be a certain way, or you imagine him a certain way in your head, does not mean that's actually who he is. If I, got, if I tell you guys that my dad is 6'8", 400 pounds, and an MMA uh, fighter, that doesn't mean that he's those things. And you meet my dad, and you're like, wait, he's not 6'8", he's not 400 pounds, he's not an MMA fighter. Just because I tell you that doesn't mean that's who he is. You have to find out for yourself what he's like. And the same is with Jesus. I can tell you all about what he's like, but you need to know him for yourself. So I ask you, or I charge you, I should say, read this Bible. If you never opened it before, read the book of Mark first. Read about the life that Jesus has lived, and then decide for yourself, who do I think that Jesus is? And what is he like? But don't just try to figure out what you think he was like. Try to figure out who he was for yourself. Let's pray. God, I pray that we would understand you. That we would not just have this image in our head as to what you are like. But we'd have an understanding in our hearts as to what you are like. One that is revealed to us by the Holy Spirit. I pray that as we read the Bible, we'd understand you in a better way. I pray that as we worship, we learn to worship and view you in a proper way. And I pray that you'd be with these students and help them to have a great relationship with you. We love you, God. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen.